from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. You made it the end of the weekend. A new football weekend is upon us. Hallelujah. Friday the 13th, by the way. More on that in a moment. Sean Kelly here with you on this edition of the Black and Blue Report. I hope this finds you well. And thanks for joining us, however you may be uh, gathering this in, whether it be on iTunes, the New Orleans Saints app, or on the uh, team websites, neworleansaints.com or pelicans.com. Fred Ruckert's run as our uh, producer this week continues. Uh, he takes us into a Friday show, which is stacked up nicely. We have uh, Kevin Burkhart from the NFL on Fox. He's the play-by-play man for Sunday's Saints-Buccaneers game. He'll be in segment two today. Also, uh, Lance Moore stops by. Uh, the Saints wide receiver is uh, obviously in preparations for this weekend's game, but offers us some good insight into this Week 2 matchup with that division foe, Tampa Bay. And then Ira Kaufman, as we had promised you yesterday, Ira Kaufman from the Tampa Tribune is on today. Not only good insight into the game, but Ira Kaufman was the man that wrote the article this week uh, in Tampa referring to uh, Josh Freeman's uh, inability to make it to the annual team photo on time and whether or not that affected his uh, being stripped of a captaincy uh, at Tampa so that is going to be a great guest later on the show as well all right yeah so as I mentioned it's Friday the 13th how about this flat tire for yours truly to start the day I know I know it doesn't bode well for the rest of Friday the 13th but I'm so excited about the show today that things are heading in the right direction to say the least and high school football tonight that'll be fun Um, and then college football too this weekend speaking of college football nice win for Tulane last night on the road in Ruston, nice win for the Greenies and for the city. They beat Louisiana Tech to go 2-1 and one on the season. So uh, congratulations to CJ and all those uh, wearing green here on this Friday. That was a really good win. And then there was a really sloppy NFL game last night. Tom Brady and the Patriots uh, survive the New York Jets. So um, the week is already underway with regard to the NFL. It wasn't a, um, well... It wasn't a made-for-prime-time game last night, shall we say. But nonetheless, as ugly as it's been for Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and company, uh, they're 2-0. and They're 2-0. and That's all that matters at this point. So we'll get back into the NFL weekend in earnest on Sunday, of course. Um, the games on Sunday that are most intriguing to me, other than Saints-Buccaneers, uh, probably the Manning Bowl, Eli versus Peyton, Broncos-Giants, and then the Sunday night game, boy, NBC is going to have another huge number uh, as we'll see San Francisco head up to Seattle. That should be a lot of fun. There are actually a couple of good games, but those are the two that really stick out to me with regard to the viewing for the weekend. And then, of course, the college football game tomorrow. Um, and I don't know where I am on college football these days. It just seems like this avalanche of negative information and fake uh, bravado and behavior and everything else. But I know, I know what is going to happen. I will watch – Alabama at Texas A&M tomorrow afternoon. It's kind of like a car accident. Uh, everybody slows down to have a look. You know, really, does it does it help the situation? No. Can it cause another accident? 
probably. But it seems that it's human nature that everybody slows down to see what's going on. That's kind of what I'm going to do tomorrow with regard to Johnny Manziel, the Aggies, hosting uh, Nikki, uh, Nikki Boys, uh, Alabama Crimson Tide tomorrow. So that's on the docket. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at Sean Kelly Live and at Black Blue Report. And then also add, add, uh, add John DeShazer, at John DeShazer to your list. He will be on the road with the uh, Saints this weekend, and he'll be a part of all the coverage on New Orleans Saints Dot com. That'll be good stuff on game day, especially with the team on the road on Sunday afternoon. So John and uh, Doug and Alex and all them, we wish that crew a safe travel, and uh, we'll look for their coverage on Sunday. Let's get right into the show, shall we? As we mentioned, Ira Kaufman a bit later, Lance Moore also on the program today. But coming up next, we'll kick off our uh, guest portion of the show with Kevin Burkhart. He's one of the new play-by-play men for the NFL on Fox, and he is ours on the Black and Blue Report. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second-chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 diverges. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. Well, Sunday's Saints-Buccaneers game is on Fox. Kickoff just after 3 o'clock Central Time. And uh, new to the NFL on Fox play-by-play roster is uh, the guy that's joining us now in the Black and Blue Report. That's Kevin Burkhardt. First of all, congratulations, Kevin. I I know this is a a wonderful step for your career, and there have been a lot of folks saying a lot of great things about your prior work and that this has seemed to be the natural step for you and uh, what a place to land, huh? Yeah, it's pretty exciting, Sean. You know, I mean, I, I'm a huge football guy. I mean, I, I've always been a tremendous football fan. My family Sundays was kind of a special day. So, uh, you know, to get uh, this position, to get a chance to watch the NFL firsthand like this every week on the 50-yard line, um, pretty much a dream come true, to be honest with you. You saw Tampa Bay last week, um, and you get to see him again this week. I guess that probably gives you rather good insight into what perhaps we'll see in week two. 
Yeah, it definitely is a little bit of an advantage to be there with a team a couple weeks in a row and see what they're all about uh, firsthand. And, you know, the, the nice thing about doing the NFL on Fox is you get really uh, great access with uh, visiting practice and really to meet with a bunch of the players and coaches on the staff. And uh, and that's a, a lot of insight that uh, no one else really gets a chance to get. I think, you know, when you look at Tampa, you look at a couple things. I mean, last last week, a couple storylines were all about Darrell Revis going back to the Jets. Is he healthy? That type of thing. And certainly the Bucks have spent some money the last couple of years but you know this week i mean it's a whole different ball game i'm actually curious to go out there today and see what the scene is like because um i mean let's face it there's been a lot of drama there this week with the head coach and their quarterback who missed a team photo and did the voting was that rigged for a captaincy i mean anytime sean to me a quarterback was captain three years in a row and then is not captain anymore in his contract year that's a problem. So, uh, and Freeman had an up and down game last week. So they have a they have a big issue here because they've got the Saints this week, and then they travel to New England next week. It's a, it's it's amazing. It's game two, but it's already a critical point in the year for them. I talked to Eric Kaufman yesterday. He's going to be on today's Black and Blue Report. He he wrote the story in the Tampa Tribune about uh, the captaincy and the team photo and all that. You know, he said. He said, uh, Kevin, that a couple of weeks ago that the Tampa fan base was maybe as excited as he'd seen in years, and now you're saying that if they're not careful here, it could be an 0-3 start, it could be a disaster for Freeman, and all that good feeling could be out the window here before the month of September is even over. Yeah, I think it's important. I mean, you know, they lost to a Jet team who I think has a legit defense, and we saw that last night against New England. But, you know, offensively, they're challenged. Uh, and the way they lost, I mean, you know, with a penalty to put the Jets in field goal range, it was a miracle. But, you know, yeah, this is, you know, you're, you've got a team with high expectations. Uh, you got a lot, they spent a lot of money bringing in guys in the secondary, and Deshaun Golson and Darrell Rivas. And, and let me tell you, it showed last week. Their defense was much improved. They got a good pass for us last week, which I haven't seen out of Tampa in a few years, and a lot of years um, pass rush wise but the bottom line is it comes down to their quarterback and and, and you know yeah Vincent Jackson had a, a bunch of yards last week he had 154 yards but they could not get anything going consistently they couldn't get the run game going and when Freeman you know had some chances to make big plays he didn't so this is on him and, and the Bucks have to be careful here not to put, put themselves in a big hole to start the year in your study this week uh, and in your talking with your partner John Lynch what's your take on the Saints going into week two well, I think there's a lot of things. We know the Saints offense is great, and you know that, Sean. And, you know, I think the thing that's uh, fascinating to me watching the Saints uh, when I have the last few years is that so much of their damage comes from a base offense. You know, I mean, they don't need to do all these gimmicks and throw a million guys out there or a four wide receiver set, which they never do. You know, they just go out there and they have mismatches all over the field because, let's face it, when you get Darren Sproles and no one can cover, and then you get Jimmy Graham and no one can cover, and then you get Marcus Colston, who, you know, all I've been hearing since he's been in the league from Hostra is that he doesn't run fast, yet all he does is get open and catch touchdowns. Um, they've just got tremendous weapons on offense. They did last year, too, even with the whole scandal going on. But defensively is where we were all talking here. And I did radio for the Cowboys nationally the last two years, and I saw Rob Ryan's defense, and I know people were like, well, you know, his D was only 19th overall last year. Let me tell you something about it, though. They had so many injuries. They were playing very, very well midway through the year. They were starting to gel. They had some good pieces there, linebacking core with Bruce Carter and Sean Lee. They both get hurt. They lost two safeties. They lost everybody. They lost a ton of guys. Jay Ratliff was out, and he still kind of kept that unit competitive to keep the Cowboys in games, and they ended up going down to the last game of the year to try and make the playoffs, and they lost in D.C. It wasn't because of their defense, by the way. So, I 
think in watching game, you know, the first game, you saw the benefits of it. You saw confusion. You saw the Saints eliminating a very good offense in Atlanta. Uh, I think they did a great job there. They got a couple turnovers, which is something they didn't have last year. You know, I, I, Sean, I'm not sure about you. You're around the team all the time. I mean, from an outsider who just watches football all the time, all the defense, I think, has to do is be competent. They do not have to be the 85 Bears. If they're competent, the Saints will be a tremendous team and have a chance to win the Super Bowl, I think. I think in most weeks, I think you're right. Kevin Burkhardt from the NFL on Fox, he's calling the game with us uh, this weekend. He's on the Black and Blue Report today. Uh, Kevin, let's get ready for the NFL week in general. I know you're zeroed in on Saints and Buccaneers, but are there any other games or storylines that are really jumping off the page at you going into this weekend? Well, I mean, you know, obviously when you look at the, the Niners-Seattle on, on Sunday night, that's as good as it gets. I mean, that those games last year were absolute wars, you know. I mean, the, those teams flat out don't like each other. They hit violently. Um, you know, it's fun to watch both defenses play. And I think the young quarterbacks with Kaepernick and Russell Wilson, I mean, now they've got a commercial together, which I think is cool. Um I think that is a tremendous game to watch. I mean, there's a lot of good ones. I like the Washington matchup at Green Bay. I mean, here are um, two teams that could really use a win. You know you don't want to start the season 0-2. And how about from Green Bay's perspective? You faced what you thought was the read option in San Francisco last week, and instead they just had Kaepernick pass all day, and he threw for 400 yards. So now you're facing essentially what you think is the read option again with Robert Griffin III, and I wonder what their game plan is going to be uh, against Green Bay. So that is a huge game in the NFC. Those are the two I'm going to keep in mind. And then, of course, you got, uh, obviously, the Peyton-Eli matchup, Denver and the Giants, and the Giants could be facing 0-2 the way Denver looks in Week 1. So there's a lot of good ones on the schedule. There really are. That uh, The Manning Bowl is of interest to uh, New Orleans folks with those guys, that's for sure. I, I would figure so. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, it's funny. Um, Obviously, Peyton Manning throws for seven touchdowns opening week. Um, we were in New York last week, our crew, so we went out to dinner in Hoboken, New Jersey, which is right by New York for those who don't know. Um, and Eli Manning happened to be in the restaurant, so he came over and said hello, and uh, he said something to the effect of, you know, why does my brother have to make me look so bad? Kind of joking around, you know? So, it's, uh, yeah, that'll be fun to watch, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of food and, and dinner before the games, uh, I'm, uh, that's always a big topic for me, just because I like to eat. But uh, I'll, I'll switch it up with you this week. Uh, Kevin, the big national TV broadcast, uh, of course, on Sunday, what, what we really want to know is the criteria that goes into selecting your tie for the telecast. How much time and preparation goes into that piece of your game prep? Um, I mean, I, I take a little time with it. I definitely do. You know what I, you know, this is obviously my first year doing this. So, um, I, I have to keep track. So what I've decided to do, I don't want to wear the same thing twice by accident, you know? So I, I look at my, in my closet and I see what I like for, for this particular week and I'm, I'm taking a picture of it and I'm storing it in my iPhone because I don't want to get to, you know, whatever, week seven and wear the same darn thing again just by accident and then 85 million people saying, I don't have any clothes to wear on, on national television. So it's, uh, it's very daunting, Sean. Maybe you could help me out with that. I can, I can only imagine. I, I, I think I would probably crumble under the pressure, and, and especially, <laughs> especially the pressure of those who would love for us announcers now to, like you mentioned, taking a picture of the necktie. Then, of course, they would want us to tweet, here's the necktie I'm wearing for Sunday's telecast. That's, that's yeah, the next well, logical very step. Yeah, very complicated. Very, very complicated. So I can I, only imagine. I actually, uh, I, like, I like the challenge of it, though. I, uh, you know, it's a lot of pressure to try and look good as John Lynch. I'll try. Well, we'll, we'll keep our eyes on you during the Open there. That, that will be the first thing that I check out on Sunday. Can I have a request for you? Can yes, you do me a favor? Yes, absolutely. 
can you call the fine folks at Fox and, and, and have them get me down in New Orleans so I could sample some of the fine food down there for a game this year? Because uh, right now I don't have uh, the Saints at home. I'm, we don't have our whole schedule yet. We only get a few weeks at a time. But if you could kind of put in the good words, Sean, that would be tremendous. You know, Kenny Albert said something similar to me last week to make sure that he would return <laughs> later in the season. So um, perhaps perhaps there has to be some kind of a competition between you, Kenny, and others that, that want to come down to New Orleans for that Saturday evening meal before the big game. But, but you know, you know, Kenny is a fellow uh, New Jersey guy, so I can maybe just drive to his house and duke it out with him for the for the right to eat in New Orleans. I think that's fair. And I think that should be on Fox too, no <laughs> doubt. Hey, I know that you're really busy on a Friday. I really appreciate you stopping by. Sean, anytime. Thanks for having me. Kevin Burkhardt, everybody from the NFL on Fox. He'll be calling the action Saints Buccaneers this Sunday afternoon. As they say, check your local listings. We'll be back with more on the Black and Blue Report right after these messages. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner? which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor, or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is, yes, we have a location near you, expertise and convenience great reasons to choose an auctioner primary care physician to find one near you visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER that's o-c-h-s-n-e-r auctioner healthcare with peace of mind bud light presents nfl fan dilemmas should i put these bud lights on your tab just supposed to get this round oh interception but on my rounds we play better it's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers, but I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light, for the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Taking a break from Mayor Landrieu's pothole repair crew. Once again, here's Sean Kelly. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It's kind of nice to kind of get in a rhythm this week. I know a lot of the players are kind of feeling that, and Lance Moore sits down with us here. It's Tampa Bay week. It's week two. Lance, you know, when, when we talked last week, it seemed like everybody, even the veterans, were still kind of trying to adjust to get into that groove of here's our week schedule. What's the difference between going through that in week one and now here a second time around? Well, week one you have that, that extra day, that bonus day on Monday, and um, you know, it's kind of a, a way to get the leg up on, you know, the game plan and, and, you know, a little extra film work on your opponent. But, you know, this week being a regular week, um, you know, Wednesdays when we put the game plan in, it's the first day of practice, and um, now it's, it's becoming a more normal week. I, I go through it a little bit traveling with the basketball team, and that is, you know, sometimes on a nightly basis you're taking one roster or one game plan or one set of notes and kind of chucking them and starting all over again. How hard is it to 
kind of eject the the week's prior's game plan and almost start that all over again? Well, I think our schedule allows us to do that. Yeah. You know, you, you play on Sunday, you come in Monday and, you know, watch the film, and, and as soon as the film is over, you, you know, make those adjustments mentally. Um, and then from there, it's, it's on to the next opponent. We come in Tuesdays and, and you know, we have our own receiver meeting and, um, you know, break down the, the, the next opponent. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to do now that, you know, you're able to separate the weeks like that. I don't know if you realize this or not. There was 63 touchdown passes thrown this past weekend, and the yardage that was through the air was also an NFL record. That says a lot about, I think, the quarterbacks and receivers in this league right now. Does that, does that, does that hit you in a strange way? Does that kind of seem out of whack to you? No. <laughs> I'm sure you I mean, guys it's, like it, it's, right? It's, you know, it's becoming a more pass-happy league, and, and, you know, quarterbacks are playing at a very high level, and I don't think that'll be anything that, that'll ever change. I think, you know, guys will just keep getting better and better, and, and the numbers will keep, you know, records will keep getting broken. What seems like a normal number of touches for a starting wide receiver in this league right now? Is there, is there one that rattles around your head, your colleagues' heads? I have no idea. No, I mean, <laughs> I know running backs, you know, they count touches or they seem like there's a comfortable amount of touches. Does right. it go the same way for receivers or no? Not in this offense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, because, you know, you can, you can game plan – um, all week and, and be getting all kinds of targets in the practice and then the game comes around and, and you know it's just not your day I mean we've, we've got so many guys that can uh, make plays on this offense it you know everybody's got to be ready because it could be anybody's day tell me about Tampa Bay what sticks out physical you know they, they've got a, a very physical group um, they've got some Pro Bowl caliber players on that defense in the secondary that you know they obviously didn't have last year and Revis and Goldson and um, you know they'll hit you. So we've definitely got to detail our work and, and come ready to play. I heard you talking about Revis to to the assembled media here today. Help a fan understand what kind of a player he is and and how that affects the way you guys go about your day. Well, I mean, as as, as good as the media talks about him, yeah. you know, he's that good and then some. Um, he's, a, he's a guy that is, is so talented, but, but he's smart at the same time. You know, it's, it's different from a guy that, that has all the talent in the world that doesn't really care to, to study film or, or, you know, understand the intricacies of the, of the game where Revis is, is all over the place. Um, he's mentally sharp. He's, he's physically talented and, and definitely knows how to make those plays. He's such a smart player, but there's got to be something physically that sets him apart. Is he, is he bigger than most? Is he faster than most? What is it that helps, helps him gain that reputation? Uh... I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to say he's he's not the biggest corner we play. He's not the fastest corner we play. But but um, you know, like I said, it's just just the the mental aspect that he brings, the, his film study and, and route recognition and things like that allow him um, to to kind of get the edge on most corners. And um, you know, his play shows every week. Whether it be him or, or another elite corner in the league, you know, they they have their ways. What are some counters that that you all can do to to help that be a safer side of the field, if you know what I mean? Well, most 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 coordinators would would be um, a little cautious or, or shy about going at them, mm-hmm. um, but I think you know this offense sets up in in such a way that um, you know it doesn't necessarily matter where that one guy lines up. You know our quarterback is so sharp; he's going to find um, the right guy, and he's not going to not look at that guy because of who he is. You know, if if, if it's in the read and the guy's there, he's going to throw the ball. You know, it's it's not going to be one of those situations like a like a like a quarterback in a college game where this guy's over here, so he's not throwing it to him ever. You know, I was watching Gary Payton get inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame this last weekend, and he can, he self-proclaimed the the greatest trash talker in NBA history. Um, when you have a guy like Revis or um, elite receivers like yourself do we do we see those conversations on the football field much like a Gary Payton and others would do on a basketball floor Mm, not so much I don't think so I mean there's there's certain guys that are bigger talkers than others 
Um, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not really a talker on the field. So, you know, if, if they're going to talk to me, they're going to talk to me. But I'm not going to say too much back. I just like to, you know, play. And, and if, if I make a play, I'll smile. And that's about it. All the best this weekend. Appreciate it. Lance Moore with us here on the Black and Blue Report. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Your first stop when following your teams. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report as we come to you uh, in preparation for this weekend's Saints and Buccaneers week two matchup over there at Raymond James Stadium. And uh, one of the great writers uh, in the NFL right now is Ira Kaufman with the Tampa Tribune. And Ira, first of all, uh, happy week two to you. And uh, we're expecting, a, 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 we hope, a, a decent football game on Sunday. I, surely it will be a fun one to cover, you'd think, in the division, right? Absolutely. And uh, you, you know what? I, I think the game is going to sell out, which is a big deal in Tampa, Sean. Uh, the blackout's going to be lifted. Um, now, we've had 19 of the last 23 home games blacked out in Tampa. I mean, that's no way to market your, your franchise. Uh, but there's enough interest. Uh, in the Saints, Drew Brees and company, uh, and I think uh, I think they're going to sell this game out. Is there interest in in now Greg Schiano in his second year and an upgraded defensive secondary and and whatnot? Do do Buccaneers fans does the market feel like this team is on its way back up again? Is that helping? <laughs> well, I got to tell you, Sean. Uh, a month or two ago, I would have said this this sounds primed for for a Buccaneers season. Uh, there's a lot of talent on this team. There's eight Pro Bowlers. Uh, including Carl Nix, who St. Ken know very well. Um, you know, there's players here. Uh, but in the preseason, they looked awful. Uh, very vanilla, very bland. Uh, of course, uh, a lot of us thought they were just playing possum, and Greg Shiano didn't care about the preseason, just didn't want to get anybody hurt. 
which they accomplished. They emerged pretty healthy. Then they go up to play one of the worst teams in the league with the Jets, and they play just as, as sloppily as they played in the preseason. Uh, now you've got this Josh Freeman uh, controversy swirling. It's not going away. Uh, if anybody in this league needs a big game on Sunday, it's Josh Freeman, my man. Let's talk about the Freeman thing for a moment. Here's a guy who's nine games under 500 as the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers. This week you break a story uh, in the Tampa Tribune about Freeman missing the, the annual team photo, and the timing of it is just days before the vote to decide upon captains uh, for the team, uh, a job that Freeman had in previous seasons. Now he's not. What, what, give, us, give us the impetus for this, for this story Ira, and, and, and really what does it all mean in the grand scheme of the Shiano-Freeman-Bucks relationship? Well, uh, to, talking to different people uh, emerges a portrait uh, of an unreliable Josh Freeman. And I don't just mean on the field uh, where he faded in December and, and the Bucks lost five of their last six games uh, and Freeman had, had two straight games of four interceptions. Uh, one of them was in New Orleans, uh, which was a complete debacle. Uh, it goes beyond that. It, now we're talking about his attitude. How much does this kid want to be here? Uh, some people say, oh, he missed a team photo, not a big deal. Well, you know what? Uh, given the surroundings and the circumstances, it, it is a big deal. Uh, then the votes for team captain, you've you got to think those two stories are linked. He had been team captain since 2010. He gets it taken away. Of course, Shiano says all the right things. Uh, you know, well, he's still a leader and this and that. But you know what? Uh, when, when you when you see is ripped from your uniform, it, it means something, especially if you're a quarterback. So, you know, from a Saints perspective, uh, <laughs> they couldn't have picked a better time uh, to, to face the Bucks. Uh, the fans are very nervous. They will turn on Freeman uh, on a dime on Sunday uh, if they get off to a bad start. Uh, if Vaccaro or Jenkins uh, start starts picking off some balls, this thing's going to get very ugly uh, on Sunday. I see the Saints are only three-point favorite, my man. Um, so I guess people think the Bucks are going to bounce back a little bit. But uh, Drew Brees has a lot of success against this Buck team. Uh, and if they're going to do anything to slow down Brees and keep him on the sidelines, Freeman's got to start completing some passes. Let me, let me play devil's advocate for you for a moment, though, Ira. Drew Brees has also never faced a Buccaneers secondary that now features Golson and Revis. It's a little different. This I, I agree. There's an intimidation factor back there, by the way, with the safeties. Uh, Golson and, and, and Mark Barron are hard hitters. Uh, Colston uh, and Graham will, will pay a price for crossing the middle. Uh, the flip side of that is they also got flagged to personal fouls against the, the Jets. Uh, Revis was brought here, my man, to for games like this. Uh, you know, the Jets didn't have a, a standout number one receiver for Revis to lock down. I expect him to be on Colston. Uh, Revis looked very, very good uh, against the Jets. He looks 100%, uh, and when he is 100%, and I think you'd agree, he, he's about the best corner cover I've seen since Deion Sanders. He's that good. Uh, the gap between Revis and the next guy, whoever it is, uh, is substantial. Uh, so you're right. That, that is a new wrinkle for the Bucks. Gerald McCoy uh, up front is, is a load to handle. Uh, a lot of people think he's better than the Dominican Sue right now. He was picked uh, right behind Sue in that draft. So, you know, the Bucks have some talent. Levante David, I felt bad for this kid last week. He made that bonehead play, basically cost him the game against the Jets. Personal foul, hit Geno Smith going out of bounds. 
Uh, up until then, he was one of the stars of the game. He's a second-year linebacker playing Derek Brooks' old spot, and that was a tough cleats to fill, my man. But Derek Brooks himself thinks this kid is going to be sensational. So keep keep your eye out on him, too. So there's talent on this Buck defense. They can't possibly be as bad uh, in past defenses as they were last year. Uh, but, you know, they're in disarray right now. And Drew Brees is the kind of guy that makes you pay for that. Ira Kaufman of the Tampa Tribune, our guest here on the Black and Blue Report. So let me wrap up by asking you this, Ira. Is this game on Sunday at 4 o'clock Eastern time like the 35-28 win for the Saints last year where Malcolm Jenkins saved the day? Or is it like the 41 nothing dumpster fire that the Buccaneers <laughs> suffered uh, in December at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome? Which one is it? I, I think there's enough pride uh, on the Buck side of the ball uh, that they won't let it get out of hand like that New Orleans game. I mean, that's one of the worst we've seen in recent. Man, that game was over after about a quarter. Uh, you don't see that in the NFL very often. Uh, I think it'll be a little, a little bit of a shootout. Uh, Doug Martin uh, was completely shackled by the Jets last week. He, he's the engine that that drives the uh, the Buck offense. That running back he had 1,900 yards from scrimmage last year as a rookie. So I think the Bucks will hang for a while, uh, but there's going to be um, a turnover uh, that that puts the Saints in command. Uh, and then I think New Orleans has just enough defense, like they showed last week. Uh, the Saints defense uh, is going to surprise some people. Uh, I think New Orleans holds on for maybe a 10-point win. Ira Kaufman, boy, what a great guest you've been today. Uh, I hope that we can have you on again, especially, uh, well, I don't want to wait till late December when these two teams meet again. I'd like to talk to you maybe as we go throughout the season. Good stuff today. Appreciate it. My, my pleasure, my man. Appreciate yeah. it. Ira Kaufman of the Tampa Tribune right here on the Black and Blue Report, and we'll continue right after these messages. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region? including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. The Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. 
get geared up for the big game and wear what the team wears. Visit the Saints team store at Gate B on the plaza level of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Well, before we turn the lights out here in Studio B for the week, uh, noting uh, the transaction yesterday, I didn't mention it in the first segment. I think most Saints fans are already aware. Jay Richardson, Richardson rather, uh, easy for me to say, not. Uh, Jay Richardson back on board with the Saints defense. He rejoins the team after being cut at the end of training camp. Uh, and to make room for him, the Saints yesterday uh, let go of wide receiver Andy Tanner. So, um, don't know if Jay Rich will play this weekend or not, but that sure is up a defense that's a little shorthanded right now due to some injuries. Good show today. I enjoyed our guests very much. I want to thank Fred for all his work this week as well. Producer Dan, I think, is back uh, in Studio B next week. And, uh, wow, we'll maybe have some honeymoon stories that I'll choke down at some point next week. Uh, we'll go that route. Uh, don't forget, uh, we'll take the best of the best this week, the good stuff that we had during these last five episodes, the Black and Blue Report, and put up on the uh, the old World Wide Web for you this weekend, the best of the Black and Blue Report. So check for that. What do you say, Fred? That comes out, what, on Saturday? They put that up? So start looking for that tomorrow. Uh, it may just right pop up on your, uh, especially those of you who have the subscription on iTunes, it probably just funnel right into your mobile device you won't even know it and then when you're ready for it it'll be there isn't that a beautiful thing uh john and are back on the show on monday we're working on a guest list for next week already and we look forward to seeing you again don't forget the football game is just after three on sunday plenty of coverage on neworleansaints.com and uh, next week i'll be uh, in new york for three days uh, as a part of the nba broadcast meetings so you pelicans fans out there that just means that we're getting even closer how about that we'll have some basketball for you on the show next week as we did earlier this week too so that'll do it for this friday edition of the black and blue report again thanks to kevin burkhart lance moore and ira kaufman today fred ruckard has it all put together for you and ready to go packaged up nicely for your no appointment radio listening pleasure until next week sean kelly saying so long for just a while thanks for listening to this edition of the black and blue report If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.